0: God I'm <laughs> जय ओम विश्वपाद परम वंश के स्वामी <laughs> all shrimat bhagavatam shambhito bhagvatam gor glories to the assembly of krishna all glories to the Guru and shri gokandho author of this shripad namo shri namaste they wish they wish Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo vasudevaya Om namo vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate Vasudeva. reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, 5th Canto, Chapter 13, Rahugana converses with John text 20, Rahugana, Rahugana, tuam Api, api, He, he, adhvano, Adhvano, Asya, Asya, Sanashtana, Dandaha. Dandaha, Krita, Krita. Bhuta. Bhuta Maitraha, Maitraha, Asha. Asha. Jitatma Hari, Sevaya, Se, Sitam, Adya, I'm sorry, Adaya, Adaya tarati tarati param param rohu ganatvam apihatanasya rahu namo hi sanast danda krita maitra sanastanala api rahu namo असंजित harisevayāśitam हरि शिवयाषितम् असंजित आत्मा हरि शिवयाषितम् danda chit Maitra, maitryam sarasala chit bhuta
1: maitryam
0: asajjitaatma harishewayasitam asajjitaatma harishewayasnam param sarasala chit param Ganaitvam mapihiyattanasya. Prabhu gana vam mapiyavasya. Sannastha dandha kritabhuta maitya. Sannastha dandha kritabhuta maitya. जय श्रीमान राम, राम राम, राम राम, राम <speaking in the world> <speaking in the world> Rahugana, O oh, King Rahugana, oh, Tuam you, he. Api. api, also, also. He. he, certainly, advanaha, of the path of material existence, asya, asya. this, yes, yes. Sanastha yes, yes. I'm sorry, Sannashtadanda. Sannashtadanda. Yes. Having given up the king's rod for punishing criminals. Yes. Having given up the king's rod for punishing criminals. Krita-bhuta-maitra. Krita-bhuta-maitra. Yes. Having become friendly to everyone. Having become yes. friendly to everyone. Ashadjitatma. Yes. Whose mind is not attracted to the material pleasure of life. Whose mind is not attracted to the material pleasure of life. By the means of loving service of the Supreme Lord. Lord. Sheetam Shita. Sar- sharpened. Jnana Asim. The, the sword of knowledge. Adaya, Adaya. Adaya. Taking in hand. Taking in hand. Tarab. 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 crossover. Atiparam, To The unlimited end of spiritual existence. The Translation by his divine grace Yukraband. My dear King Ruhgana, you're also a victim of external energy being situated on the path of attraction to material pleasure. So that you may become an equal friend to all living entities, I now advise you to give up your kingly position and rod by which you punish criminals. Give up attraction to the sense objects and take up the sword of knowledge sharpened by devotional service. Then you will be able to cut the hard knot of illusory energy and cross to the other side of the ocean of missions. Please repeat after me. My dear King Rabogana, you, you are also a victim of the external energy, of the external external energy. being situated on the path, being situated on the path of attraction to material pleasure so that you may become an equal friend to all living entities. I now advise you to give up your kingly position and the rod by which you punish criminals. Give up, attraction to the sense objects, give up attraction to the sense objects, and take up the sword of knowledge, and take up the sword of knowledge. sharpened by devotional Sharpen devotion the service. Then you will be able to cut the hard knots of illusory energy, and cross to the other side of the ocean of nature. And cross to the other side of the ocean of nature. Purport. In Bhagavad-gita, Lord Krishna compares the material world to a tree of illusion from which one must cut oneself free. Na rupa masseha tathopalabhyate nanta na chadir na sasaṃ pratiṣṭha asyaṃ tamenaṃ subiruṃha mūlāṃ asaṃ gaśastre na na Tato padam tat polimar tapyam Jashmin gatana nivartanti bhuya Tame vachadam purusham proper day Jatop pr- 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 prapritti prashri- <coughs> prasrita puran prasrita purani. I'm sorry Jatop the real form of this tree cannot be perceived in the world. No one can understand where it ends, where it begins, or where its foundation is. But this determination, but with determination, one must cut down this tree with a weapon of detachment. So doing one must seek that place from which Having once gone, one never returns. And there surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, from whom everything has began and in whom everything is abiding since time immemorial. <laughs> Ashajjitātmā harisevayāśitam Jainā simādhā yatarātipādhā My dear King Raghugana, you are also a victim of the external energy being situated on the path of attraction to material pleasure. So that you may become an equal friend to all living entities, I now advise you to give up your kingly position and the rod by which you punish criminals. Give up attractions to the sense objects and take up the sword of knowledge sharpened by devotional service. Then you will be able to cut the hard knot of illusory energy and cross to the other side of the ocean of nations. So, Jarabharat is advising King Rahugana. He is telling him that he must give up his royal position and become a soul surrendered to the lotus feet of Krishna. And he is pointing out that this advice is simply because he wants him to become free from material attachment and become situated on the spiritual platform. As a king, he has a lot of responsibility. As a king, he naturally is living in luxury and pleasure, luxury and comfort. And this luxury and comfort naturally leads to Attachment to sense gratification. When one, live, when one lives in such a situation, it is natural that he becomes attracted to sense gratification. That's why Dharmaparati is telling him, for his own welfare, and spiritual welfare, that you give up your kingdom and you give up the rod with which you punish. Then, uh, you will come to the situation when you will see everyone with the equal vision. That's the point here. And how can that be done? By Harisevaya, by the means of loving service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Then taking up the sword of knowledge which is sharpened by devotion. It is a very beautiful analogy. It is not just a sword uh, of detachment but this detached, the sword of detachment, uh, this sword has been sharpened by devotion. I am sorry, the sword of knowledge. This knowledge is not enough. The knowledge must be blended with devotion. The then only the knowledge becomes perfect. To understand knowledge means to understand that if material nature is a place of suffering and we didn't we don't belong here. And that is the basic knowledge, Vedic knowledge. Jnana, according to the Veda, is disant. What goes on in the name of material knowledge? What goes on in the name of knowledge in the material nature? <coughs> according to the Vedic understanding that is not knowledge. That is not Gyan. That is of or, or ignorance. Of not Gyan. Gyan means knowledge. But what is going on in the name of knowledge in the material nature? Like knowledge of knowledge of physics, knowledge of chemistry, knowledge of biology, knowledge of accountancy, knowledge of engineering, knowledge of medicine. Uh, they are not knowledge according to Vedic medicine. They are or Gyan. They are not Gyan. The knowledge according to the Vedic understanding is knowledge about the soul and knowledge about the So here he is making the point that knowledge about the soul and knowledge about the spiritual reality by itself is not enough. That knowledge has to be sharpened by devotion to God. To know that we are spirit souls and to know that the Supreme Personality of God is the Supreme Spirit soul and we all are his parts and parcels and we do not belong to the material nature but we belong to the spiritual world and our situation in this material nature is a temporary condition of suffering. That knowledge is not enough. The knowledge must be established or sharpened with devotional service which I personal. Then only will be able to cut. We have a sword. Uh-huh. Now, it is easy to cut the bondage. Of the, the sword is meant to cut the bondage of the material nature. But in order to do that, the sword has to be sharpened. So what is the factor that sharpens that sword of knowledge? Devotional. Now, what is the meaning of devotion? Meaning of devotional service is to develop a love for Krishna. When you love somebody, what do you want to do for that? The son, the father loves the son. What does the father do? Uh, many of your fathers here. So what do you want to do for your son? Don't you want to give him everything? When you love your son, the mother loves her. Our son. What does the mother want to do? Mother is prepared to offer everything to the son. A young boy loves a young girl. What does he want to do? Doesn't he want to give everything to or sacrifice everything for her sake? I want only you. I don't want anything else. Isn't that at least what he says? So now, uh, this love that goes on in the material nature is a perfect reflection of our love for Krishna. The original love is for Krishna. So when this knowledge that we are parts and parcels of Krishna, we are spiritual being and we have a loving relationship with Krishna is Established properly with loving devotional service. That means when we are prepared to offer everything to Krishna, then only we become truly detached from all material attachments. Yesterday we discussed that point as becoming detached from lower things by getting the higher You are hungry, and you got some uh, stale khichdi five days old, <laughs> fermented. When you are so hungry, you eat that, won't it? Although it is rotten, because you don't have anything else. You are hungry. So naturally, although it is uh, rotting and stinking, still you will eat that. Because you don't have anything better. But you have, uh, you are just you're sitting in front of this rotten food, uh, we are about to eat that, you are dying of starvation. You, eat, you want, naturally want to eat that. But then somebody comes with a plate of mahaprasad. Then what will you do? Will you even look at that rotten food? Or you'll just take it away from me. Won't won't that be your attitude? Take it away from me. It's stinking. It's putrid. And then you relish the Mahakrashima. So material attachment is something like the rotten food in front of a hungry person we all are hungry. And this is about all we have. So, uh, we are so eager to have that. But higher taste is Krishna consciousness. When you get the higher taste, then automatically we give up the lower taste. We naturally I'm not interested in that. And yesterday we also considered, and this proper in this verse proper is actually making a point. Right. <coughs> Prior to this, in the 15th chapter, the first verse. What the first verse is describing? Urdhamulam asha ard Urdhamulam uh, adha shaaka ashatam prahu dvayam chandamshijast patranijastangveda. Yay Shri Dharana Bhadish Yayasri Bhana. See, material nature has been compared to a to an endless banyan tree. Urdha Mula means root, whose, bra- whose root is upward and an endless abhayam, endless ashrattham prabhura abhayam, endless banyan tree, ashrattham. That has its root upwards and branches downwards. Now the question is, which is the root? Where is the tree? that has its root upwards. Have you seen any tree that has a root upwards and branches downwards? Huh? Yes. In the reflection, you have seen the tree that has its root upwards and branches downwards. You stand by the lake and you see the, refle- the tree on the bank of the lake. How do you see that? On the water, the reflection, the root is upward, branches downward. So, what does it mean? It means that this material nature is a perverted reflection of the spiritual sky. In the spiritual sky, the real tree is existing. Now, if we become attached to the reflection, can we get to the real tree? So we have to cut this attachment to the reflection that we have up. But how do we do that? We do it with the knowledge. What is the knowledge? The real tree is there. This is the reflection. Can you get anything from the reflection? You are hungry and there is a beautiful tree's reflection with many, many fruits. Will you be able to pick a single fruit from there? <laughs> so similarly, our condition the material nature is like We are seeing the tree, we are seeing the fruits, we are seeing and we are hungry. Now we want to have the fruit, but no matter how much you try to take the fruit from the reflection, what happens? We become frustrated. So what is the real knowledge? This is reflection, the real tree is there. If you really want to enjoy, don't waste your time here, go there. If you really want to enjoy, don't try to do that through sense gratification in this material nature. If you really want to enjoy, then just serve Krishna. And what is this consideration of serving Krishna? How can one serve Krishna? Rishi kena, vishi kesha, bhakti luchate. You have your senses, you want sense gratification. Huh? But use your senses, not for your sense gratification, use your senses in serving Krishna who is the lord of the senses. Then only you will be rewarded with the real pleasure of the senses. So that is the simple understanding. Don't waste your time trying to enjoy the material. Okay, let's start it from this point. Do you want to enjoy? Huh? Do you want to enjoy or suffer? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did somebody say suffer? <laughs> 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 so you. Everybody naturally wants to enjoy. Who is, who is the fool who wants to suffer? Even an ant doesn't want to suffer. Even does an insect doesn't want to suffer. Like, have you seen? Huh? An insect in a little difficult situation. There is an insect, and the on a plate, and the plate is getting hot. What does the insect do? Jumps out of it. Why? Because he doesn't want to suffer. He doesn't want to suffer means what? He wants to enjoy. But how is he trying to enjoy? Like yesterday we. Consider through that verse the human being and other living entities their ultimate consideration of enjoyment is sex life. Basically, people want to enjoy by eating, sleeping, mating, these three are the ways. Eating, people like to enjoy, sleeping, they like to enjoy, mating, these are the ways to enjoy. But can they really enjoy, is there really enjoyment in sex life? No. Sex life is actually a suffering condition, it's a very painful situation, really, in reality. They want to enjoy, but they are ending up suffering. But this is a, that is more but a reflection, the real enjoyment is there. The joy that we want to derive will be really experienced when we develop our relationship with Krishna. And then we will see, then we will understand that that joy of developing our loving relationship with Krishna is so wonderful that we will realize at that time that sex life is only a perverted reflection, momentary perverted reflection. The joy that one wants to enjoy, the pleasure that one wants to enjoy after sex life is only a momentary perverted reflection. But in the spiritual sky we Be able to experience endlessly. But in order to do that, we have to cut our attachments to the material nature. Meaning, the cut material attachments, (coughs) this is another very important point actually. Pre Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the process was this cut all your attachments, go to the forest, practice. For the spiritual life. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and gave a very simple process. That process is that you just offer everything to Krishna. You don't have to sacrifice anything, you don't have to give up anything. You just offer it to Krishna. So that is the meaning of something This is what Chaitanya for example, if Jadavgharata met now, Jadavgharata made King Rahugana, or if we meet, if Prabhupada say, let's put it this way, if Prabhupada met Rahugana today, what would Prabhupada tell you? Would Prabhupada tell, tell King Rahugana, you give up your kingdom and go to the forest? What will he say? Use it in Krishna's service. You are a king. Uh, offer your kingdom to Krishna. Recognize that you are a representative of Krishna and rule your kingdom by establishing Krishna consciousness. Teach your citizens to chant Krishna. <laughs> Make a rule that in your kingdom nobody will be allowed to break the regulative principles. <laughs> if anybody breaks the regulative principles, he will be put into prison and punished. Or banished from your kingdom. So that's the difference. That's the pre-Chaitanya Mahaprabhu process and post-Mahaprabhu process. That's the <coughs> Sankirtan movement is teaching us we don't have to give up anything. The only things that we have to give up is meat eating, intoxication, illicit sex, and gambling. These are the only four things that we have to give up. But otherwise, we can accept everything. Yes, our time will come when kings will become devoted. What these kings will do? Should should we advise them? No. Give up your kingdom and go to the forest? No. Our business will be to engage them in loving, devotional service of Krishna by offering everything to Krishna and doing everything for Krishna. That is the meaning of sankhya. That's why we are in a very, very wonderful situation we are actually in a very advantageous situation we don't have to go to forest we don't have to set up anything we can stay at home we can stay wherever we are we simply have to follow the uh, process of sankirtan as it has been given by shiratana did Prabhupada anyone ask anyone to go, leave everything and go to forest? Rather Prabhupada's point was, service now samadhi later. Serve. Your body is active, serve with your body. Your mind is agile, serve with your mind. You like to talk, go and preach. So Prabhupada just taught us how to use all our propensities so that is <coughs> the most wonderful advantage that we have to be. We are so fortunate that we have taken birth in the age of Kali Yuga. Kali Yuga is a dangerous time. But we are actually fortunate that we have taken birth in the age of That also at a time after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and established something. And that also at a time after Prabhupada came and spread Krishna consciousness all over the world. Now we came yeah. here. And as a result of that, we can take advantage of Prabhupada Sankirtan. And that's how we can make our life successful. What a wonderful opportunity. In other ages, you know, we had to make very, very strenuous endeavor, go to the forest, perform austerity, for long, long time and still they did not achieve spiritual success. But here, just by following the instructions of Śrīla Prabhupāda in the association of devotees, we can make, we can so easily achieve spiritual perfection. Thank you very much. All Glories. to. Does anybody have any question or comment? (coughs) Um, Thank you very much for the moment. Um, You mentioned that a king doesn't need to give up his kingdom. He can just engage this in the service of the Lord. But many times, devotees are trying to, they may not have a kingdom or particular wealth, but they're trying to acquire that. To then engage in the service, not they already have it. Now, is that a similar process that you can acquire and then as, use? And as I mentioned earlier, that that was the process. Giving up was the process in other ages, before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in other ages. But in the age of Kali, you don't have to give up. Any. Whatever you have, use it. Now, the thing is, as you are saying, it's better if you inherited your. kingdom from your father. <laughs> that's how one used to become a king. Uh, the son used to inherit the kingdom from the father. So, if you inherited your kingdom, that is even better. Then, use it in Krishna's service. Remain a king, but become Krishna. God. Now, if you think that, well, I don't have a kingdom, but I want to have a kingdom and want to serve Krishna by making everybody in that kingdom devotees, then go and conquer a kingdom, <laughs> right? Or nowadays, in the age of democracy, there is no kingdom, there is no king. Monarchy is abolition. It's all democracy for the people, by the people, of the people. So that is the unfortunate. Therefore, we have to go along with that. Now there is no king or kingdom. It doesn't matter. Whatever we have, at least we can serve Krishna with that. If I have some wealth, I can use it in Krishna's family. If I don't have any wealth, if I have some ability, I can use it in if I don't have any special ability, I have this body. I can use it in Krishna service. I have my mind. I have my intelligence. I can use it in Krishna's service. I am here Krishna's servant. I can engage myself in Krishna's service. So, we don't really have to be somebody to serve Krishna. We can serve Krishna the whatever we actually have. That is spiritual consciousness. Yes, Sri Yeah. Can I ask you a question that may not so much be related to what you just been. Yeah, you, please. Yeah. Can you elaborate just a little bit on Prophet said? If they even touch one of my books, they get eternal spiritual benefit. If they read the book, their lives will become successful. Prophet said this. Then he said. Uh, even if they don't read the book, if they leave the, leave the book in their house, it will create an auspicious atmosphere in their house. So he said, if they don't keep it in their house, if they decide to give it away, you know, the person they give it to will be benefited, and not only they'll be benefited, they'll be benefited by giving it to that mm. person. I'm wondering if you could just elaborate just a little Yeah. Bit. Okay. I'll try. Thank you. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> you see, Krishna sent Śrīla to accomplish a specific mission. And Krishna empowered Śrīla Prabhupāda to do that. And whatever arrangement Śrīla Prabhupāda made has been empowered by Krishna. It's a manifestation of Krishna's potency. Prabhupāda's books are not just ordinary books that he wrote. They are actually a manifestation of Krishna's potency. You get it, like, you know, it is a real spiritual potency of Krishna. Like, just consider any other material energy. You go close to fire, you get the heat. You touch electricity, you get shock. You get the effect of the uh, potency of that uh, specific energy. Now you come across the spiritual potency that has been distributed by Śrīla Prabhupāda or through the agency of Śrīla Prabhupāda, the potency that has, Krishna's potency that has been uh, distributed all over the world. Now you come in touch with that, what happens? Do you get some spiritual benefit? You keep it. Uh, Do you get some spiritual benefit? You embrace it. You read it. You apply it in your life. So this is how uh, these proper books are actually distributing Krishna's potency through the world. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Uh, Maharaj, we uh, mentioned about <coughs> that we are very <coughs> really fortunate. We are following the first day of Sri but we are uh, uh, other go, In other p- previous Krujuga, what happened to them, like uh, they got the same thing, that uh, No, it's only <laughs> once in the day of Brahma this special mercy flows. Mm-hmm. Right? That is, in the Vaivashyata Manuantar, in the day of Brahma there are fourteen Manus. The seventh Manu is Vaivashyata Manu. During the reign of Vaivashyata Manu, which, con- has 72 Chatur yuga. On the 28th Chatur Yuga, in Dwapar Yuga, Krishna comes. And in the following Kali Yuga, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes. And then after that, Srila Prabhupada comes. And then Srila Prabhupada establishes Iskat. And through God Krishna consciousness spreads all over the world. So not uh, not every religion, okay? it's a very special <laughs> thing. Yes, we are fortunate to start. Okay, yes, Dikpat. Well, thank you very much for one to ask uh, The question I have is, uh, you mentioned uh, that we are very fortunate that we took birth in the age of Kali, Kali uh, But uh, Sri Prabhupada also mentioned in his purpose uh, that this uh, this common when will go for the next 10,000 years. So those who will take birth after the 10,000 years, could be me. So we will, are we still uh, like or fortunate or? Those who will take birth within this 10,000 years. Yeah. After, no, after, after 10,000 years. After 10, 000, uh, after 10, 000, yeah. I don't really know what their the, the situation But probably what will happen is, you see for this 10,000 years, Krishna consciousness movement will spread. All over the world. As a result of that, Yuga will be established again. Right? and then after that, gradually the condition will deteriorate. Yes, Sri Devi. he said, if you really want to enjoy, it, then do waste your time for the spiritual world. Don't waste your time here trying to enjoy through sense gratification. I didn't mean don't waste your time here at Don't waste your time. Utilize your time here by becoming engaged in Krishna consciousness. Don't waste your time in sense gratification. So the question follows. The question I have is, so that means pure devotees, even though they are in the material world, they're actually situated in the spiritual world. They're just here for our day. So does that mean that pure devotees don't suffer at all? <clears throat> you see, who is a pure devotee? Who is situated in his pure spiritual identity? And Suffering are, sufferings are pertaining to the soul or to the body? Okay. Now a pure devotee who has been perfectly situated in his spiritual identity, being completely Krishna conscious, does he have any body consciousness? Actually no. Therefore he doesn't become affected by it. And even if he becomes affected to some extent, but it doesn't matter. Like, I'll give you an example, since you're we'll a doctor yourself. So, uh, there is a bypass. Somebody, uh, some doctors are conducting a bypass surgery on some patient. What did they do? They pressed open his chest. Uh, and they pulled out his heart. Right? But does it feel any pain? Why not? Because he anesthetic. What is an what does anesthetics do? Numb all the pain sensation Okay. What do, how do they do that? How does anesthetics do that? It blocks all the nerve impulses. Very good. <coughs> it blocks the, the nerve impulses. That means it prevents the okay. the current to flow through the nerve. The nervous systems are active and what the nervous system is doing through the senses is collecting all the information and passing it onto the head. Now as you said like it blocks it uh, or numbs it. The nervous system is not working that's why they don't feel any pain right. Now actually what is the meaning of nervous system working. The consciousness is flowing through the nerves. Right? Okay. Where, the, where it is projecting? Towards the material side. Now a person who is Krishna conscious. <coughs> what does it mean, Krishna conscious? His consciousness is projected onto Krishna. Is it flowing through the nerves? That's why they just like. Anaesthetics do it artificially but through Krishna Consciousness it happens naturally. Because his Consciousness is not flowing towards the material direction he doesn't have any consideration of pain. Okay, yes? So, what about the Paradha and Opraradha sometimes? Can... Praradha, Opraradha means the sinful activities the result of sinful activities that have already been fructified, right? And opera of the means that haven't been fructified, right? And that opera, that has three stages, utang, vijang, Fallen Falamukha means they are about to be fructified, right? Like say whatever we are going through now is fallen book. Some whatever is happening is due to our past karmic reaction. Now some actions are just becoming fractified now. They are fallen. Bijang, some are about to be fractified, and some are put down. They are deep down. Many of our karmic reactions, the deep deep down and they, nobody knows wha- when they will be Last question. And the point from one Mother said, that the devotees like Rav Sanatana Goswami were so Krishna conscious, even though the bombs were coming out, he used to put it back, in order to get any... Was that Sanatana Goswami? No. 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 That is Kulma Bhikra, cool. Cool. From Sarko. That. Yeah. yeah. He was so compassionate that he felt, oh, this is after all this food. Why am I depriving him of his hand? Thank you, Hare Krishna. Glory is Krishna. <laughs>